0: you're tuning in to the Adventure Between Us podcast and I'm your host Destiny Finn and today we are going to be talking about the future and how to laugh at it. So let's get started. Yes, you did hear me right. I said laugh at it. And as you know, in our last episode, I started talking to you about being taken care of and just how when you are focused and you shift your focus on the things of the Lord and when you shift your focus on the things to come and whatnot, you're not as necessarily worried about being taken care of because you're not worried about all the things that have yet to do and the what ifs and all the negative, but rather what has been done, what can be done, what will be done. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. But this is actually ironically, kind of carrying on and continuing from that episode, which I did not intend. Like my episodes, sometimes I do do two-part series or like three parts and I've done it in the past, but that was actually not my intention. It was meant just to kind of be like a one-off and then go into the next topic that interests me, that the Lord just kind of directed me to, or that I wanted to talk about until I was reading in my Bible this past week and some really things just started really sticking out to me. And the biggest thing that we are going to be talking about today is Proverbs 31, 25 part B, which says, she can laugh at the days to come. Now, I don't know if you've ever grown up in Proverbs 31 culture and you've listened to it because it's a very big millennials, very early, mid-2000s, like it was a culture, it was a trend. There's a whole ministry on it, Proverbs 31 women. And it's a great thing to some degree, but I honestly cringe at it. Um, and I say that because the Proverbs 31, like ministries and like what they have kind of preached and what is preached when you hear about Proverbs 31 is very widely taken out of context. Um, and the wife of noble character is very skewed onto basically a Martha, um, in the Bible is like this woman doing all this great stuff, yada, 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 but she's too busy, honestly focused on doing great stuff for the Lord than being actually with the Lord. Um and you see that very much with like I watched my mother grow up and like the women in my life like they were very focused on how to be a better woman and like have it all da 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 da, da. and it just it was a very skewed kind of I guess meaning for me and it just kind of leaves a very bad aftertaste in my mouth um with the I guess um interaction that I had and understanding what a Study one woman was. Um, And so I honestly started really redoing my own research about four years ago on what, like, the Hebrew actually meant for these words because the, um, the words of, like, strength and dignity and whatnot, like, those really weren't Hebrew words, you know? Like, the words that we got, like, a wife and noble character, like, noble, like, certain words that are written in the English aren't actually Hebrew words, and you can actually find some of these words and it's not actually talking about like a noble character like this just like goody two shoes kind of wife it's actually talking about a warrior a wife of warrior character um and it's really actually exciting to see what these words actually mean and what the bible is actually saying of a wife of noble character but even if you don't even go to the hebrew and you just actually read it in the English form that if you speak English and you read English, if you just read it in like the NIV or whatnot, do you actually pay attention to what it's saying? And so I actually went back over this about a week ago and I just, I kind of sat down and I didn't even attend to open up to Proverbs that I just did and I started reading and I got there and the Lord just kind of quickly spoke to me, pay attention to the wording. And sometimes I think as Christians and as believers, we um, we just kind of read over stuff like in an umbrella type format because we've either heard it before we've read it before we know it by heart we haven't memorized but with that we kind of just we do we put a blanket umbrella over it of oh I know this chapter it's the Proverbs 31 woman but we don't actually listen to what the wording's saying and that can be very critical in breaking or making your walk and growth And I'm not going to go through the whole entire chapter, um, at least in this episode, but I'm going to really focus on a verse that just kind of really struck to me is, like I said, Proverbs 31, verse 25, part B, she can laugh at the days to come. And that did, that just like really stuck out to me because how many people do you know can genuinely laugh at the days to come? And I'm not talking about a laughing in a doubt-filled manner like Sarah did in the Bible. of Like, ha, yeah, child, that's really funny. That's that's a really funny one, OG there, you know? Like, I'm pretty old and I highly doubt I'll ever have a child. Like, she laughed in a doubt-filled, kind of scorning manner. Um, but at the same time, it just says laugh because it's the English. And as we know, the Hebrew has a lot more meanings. It's like the Greek with seven different meanings for love than just one blanket word. And that's kind of the word laugh in here is the laughter that the, that the Bible in Hebrew is talking about is actually smiles. It translates basically to smiles. You know, like this laughter is not doubt-filled, but rather the word in Hebrew translates to smile. Like she smiles at the future. She smiles at the days to come. And that's really interesting when you start thinking about how many different word meanings like laughter, laughs, laughing, like has in the Hebrew, the Greek, you know, the Aramaic and the different meanings of them because it kind of starts actually giving you better insight into what that verse is actually saying like she can smile at the days to come and that just really got me thinking because how many of us can truly say honestly without a core yep I can laugh and smile at the days to come there's no worry no fear no anxiety when I think about the future I can guarantee a majority of us are probably in the category of, yeah, I'm kind of worried about future bills, what I'm going to be doing next year, if I'm going to be in a relationship, what this is going to look like, where I'm going to be at. Like, we are natural worry warts based on our sinful habits that hopefully we are all breaking to become more naturally sanctified and not worrying, but rather giving thanks, um... But I don't think a lot of us can truly honestly say that we can laugh at the future to come and laugh at the days to come. And so that did. It really just kind of started like getting into me of like, what does that actually mean? And the first thing that it truly means to me that she can laugh at the days to come. And even if you're a guy listening to this, this can also be trained to you. Like you can laugh at the days to come is one. You're trusting in the Lord and his provision. Like that to me is honestly the probably soul wholehearted number one thing of like you are. You're trusting the Lord and his provision. And as long as you're seeking the Lord, you have nothing to worry about because whatever comes will be of his will and it will be good even if it doesn't feel good. And so that's just really something is like, she can, she can laugh at the days to come and she can smile at the future because she's seeking the Lord, you know, and instead of living in fear and making excuses for why she wasn't prepared, not only did she prepare for her family, but she was also prepared to help others who couldn't help themselves. selves. And you see that as you continue like reading down and whatnot. And even in the verses before of she takes care of the women, she helps the widows, she helps the orphans, you know, like she has portions for her female servants. Verse 15 says like she was taken care of not just her own family not just herself, not just getting by either. Like this was, if you're actually reading and what it actually meant back in the history text, like coverings for their bed, like fine linen and purple. Purple's a sign of royalty. That was not just like, oh, here's some rags that I patched together and you get some hand-me-downs and goodwill clothing. Like that's not what this like chapter and like this part of scripture was talking about, but she was, she was a good steward. And that kind of gives me this point number two is, You're a wise steward with what you've been given you know and that's what she can laugh at the days to come is she makes the most she knows her budget you know you know your budget you're like okay I'm gonna make sure that I have food in my cupboard like I am a very big person that likes to have always like a backup in my cupboard you know to like if I have a peanut butter I have one that's not open just so a when I'm using it and I run out I'm like oh cool there's that but then b I also have food because sometimes you know you just forget of like oh I didn't go to the store this week well you still have food in your fridge and you're not like oh what should I eat let me dig back that old expired macaroni from six years ago you know um but she is she's a wise steward with what she's been given and you see this as she watches over the affairs of her household as she gets up as she works and you even see that like I said like when she provides food for her family portions for a female servant she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings um and that's that's because she is she's a working woman you know like she is a wise steward with the tools she's been given and that's number three is you utilize the tools and gifts you possess that the Lord has given you to succeed that's why she can also laugh at the days to come she's not worried she's not fearful you know she speaks with wisdom that's literally the verse following she can laugh at the days to come as she speaks with wisdom and that is because she is. She trusts in the Lord, his provision, but she's also been a wise steward with what she's been given. And she continually utilizes the tools and the gifts that she possesses to succeed. That money that she has, she invests it into a plot of land to then build a vineyard, to then get more profits out of it, to get food, to get trading, to build more money. It's a constant cycle. And like I said, that laughter, it's not doubtful. It's not like, Haha, I don't know if this crap's going to be pretty good and we're going to make by this year, but it's more of she's smiling. She has no worry and fear in our hearts and I feel like if we actually could get to that place in and of our lives where we are not worried and we're not fearful of the days to come, you would see your life probably be a whole lot more peaceful and that kind of honestly brings me to my second point of like bringing up this podcast and just speaking on this topic today is... A few days ago, I read this quote and it said, some years are for growing, but this one, this one is for blooming. And it was kind of talking about the new year, but that just kind of really struck a chord in me because honestly, the past two years, I can definitely say they have been years of like healing and growing for me. And the Lord just kind of spoke to me with that quote of like, yeah, this is your year for blooming as well. Like You need to stop just kind of staying in the skittish path of like just growing, you know, I'm just kind of working and healing. And there has to come a time that you actually, you know, stop talking and stop like sowing in like the field, but actually planting the seeds in the field. So then you can laugh at the days to come. You can smile. You don't need to worry anymore about the future because you're building your future now. It's time to start blooming and letting that future come into fruition and smile. Trust the process. And I think a lot of us, we can't honestly say, like I said, can smile genuinely at the future and you're like, well, that's a really nice idea, but I'm really far in debt and I have this and I have kids to take care of. And well, I got college and I'm in a relationship right now and I got all this and we can constantly come up with excuses of anxiety and worry, but that's not what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible tells us to seek him, to pray, to give thanks, to worry not. And as you know, if you listen to my podcast, like we we definitely talked about that. We said, do not worry, you know, because the Lord is working all things out. And when you're worrying, you're not keeping your focus where it belongs. And yes, it's okay to have feelings of worry. Like worry is a human emotion, but it should not be an emotion that takes root as the forefront of our minds. It should not be the first emotion that comes into our minds when we think about the future. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> And I know for a lot of us, especially the past few years, I think a lot of us have also been very consumed with worry, especially when we think about the future because of things like, quote unquote, climate change, you know, new world orders, governments, lockdowns, diseases. Like we have all this negative news constantly coming into us and like this data coming in from the news channels and social media and podcasts and people. And we are just a very negative news society Um, and like we kind of create it's a slight addiction i've noticed um and when you look on the news you literally just see all negative headlines um and when you're constantly focused on that you do you get into this place of worry like think of there's probably some people that you know um that about two years ago about a year ago even they still were like hand sanitized their entire house would not let you in if you were not wearing a mask like all this kind of stuff like they were just consumed with worry and they were just so fearful of the future that they were going to die, that this, that, the other. And there's been a lot of worry that grips people. But the thing is, worry is not good for you. Um, there's a lot of health side effects to worry that make you actually sick. Like stress is the number one killer of mankind. It's not guns. It's not violence. It's not starvation or obesity. It's literally stress. Like stress is the number one killer. Because um, it does. It it destroys all of you internally. It's like a slow producing just disease that grips you and just demolishes you internally, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And that's not also good when looking at the future. Because when you start looking at the future with worry, it also then leads to what? Anxiety and depression. And when you are anxious, you're then stressing. You're now looking at the negative. You're now, you know, putting yourself in a survival mode and not letting your body actually heal and just be off the adrenaline, but constantly in a state of, like, what could go wrong, which is not allowing your body to rest, um, which then, like I said, feeds the stress. Stress turns to, like, mold and whatnot into your body. It breaks down your... It does not allow for reju... Um, reno- re- rejuvenation and healing. I'm tripping on my words today, y'all. Um, and then depression. If you can literally not look at your future with a smile and you cannot laugh about it, you're probably kind of depressed at just the doom and gloom of "Quote unquote logic and reality of that will happen, and maybe you have, maybe you've gotten yourself to this place of just being so logical and so just down to earth, negatively reality driven that you're just like, oh, that won't happen. That's a good luck, you know. I have responsibilities now. Like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, nope, that won't happen. Like, keep dreaming. Like, oh, you're sounding crazy. Like, oh, that's out of my ballpark. Like, you just you constantly shut down any imagination of vision and dreams in your life." And you immediately frown and get shut down and worked up and overwhelmed and over anxious about the future. And it is, it's really just a downward spiral, stress, anxiety, depression, worry, you know, like they all kind of come together and they just keep going down the slide and they just keep rotating in your mind like that on like a little tiny hamster wheel until you break it and until you stop the cycle. And some of that has to do with certain things, um, alexithemia and whatnot like that. Which are honestly, like, that is, like, the root um, of, like, emotional colorblindness and depression and anxiety and anorexia. Like, a lot of these things that people don't really realize. And I might talk about that in a later episode. But, no, just kind of resorting back to, like, what I was saying and bringing it back around. I genuinely want to ask you, like, can you smile at the days to come? Like, when you look, even just in this next year and, like, since this, like, episode will be released at early January on the Roman calendar. For a lot of people, they look at that as the beginning of a year when you look at 2023, do you smile? Do you genuinely smile and get excited? Do you feel yourself like, you know, jumping up and down, like as if you're watching a football game or a soccer game and your team's about to win and like the clock's literally 10 seconds and it's like that victory playoffs, like you're about to bring home the championship game. Are you jumping up and down excited? Like, are you smiling about the future being like, yes, this is gonna be so good. Like, this is a year for blooming. Like, the Lord's doing great things. Or are you kind of filled with fear of, I don't know what 2023 holds for me. Or are you honestly just really worried? Are you worried about everything that could go wrong in 2023 and how it's just gonna be another year of having to adults and responsibilities now and bills to be paid and you feel like you're just underwater head swimming never gonna catch up you're the tail not the head kind of vibe and you're just depressed about it where do you honestly stand I challenge you to really think about that and be honest with yourself because the only person it's really truly gonna affect you being not honest is yourself like you could lie to me be like, oh I'm excited in reality be thinking I'm fucking fearful right now um, but that's only gonna hurt you because I don't have to live your life you have to live your life so when you look at your life what do you actually envision for your future what do you actually feel emotion wise when you think about the future you know are you worried or are you smiling and where are are you at with that? And where do you want to be with that? Because maybe you are, maybe you're at this place of being like, man, I'm really scared right now, but I want to get to a place of where I'm laughing at the future and where you're smiling at the future. And some tips and tricks I'm going to give you just as we kind of ended up is like I said, really start pursuing the will in the providence of the Lord. You know, start making that You know, as long as you're seeking him, you have nothing to worry about. Like when you spend, instead of spending two thirds of your day worrying, start spending two thirds of your day giving thanks and praying and you're going to automatically see a switch over. You know, when you start building a habit of when I feel anxious, I will give thanks. And when you start catching yourself on that and becoming self-aware, you're going to start switching the emotional track of, yes, I fear feel for right now. But logically, I do not have to be afraid. And spiritually, this is X, Y, Z of why I don't have to be afraid. You know, and then B, start actually becoming a good steward of yourself. Like if you're somebody that stresses about money, you know because maybe you grew up in a poverty home a you need to stop putting your um root of security in money but b you also need to just logically lay it out put that safeguard for you and show yourself some love and lay down a budget of you know what i'm going to lay down a budget this is how much money i'm making this is how much money i have this is how much money is going each place to show yourself that look you have nothing to be afraid of look all your bills are paid you've got money in the savings you've got food, you've got water, make sure that you have your needs met. Start taking care of yourself. Do not neglect yourself, but actually take care of yourself. Provide for yourself because if you are not provided for, you can't really truly be providing for other people. Um, You're like an empty bucket trying to pour water into somebody else's bucket, but you have no water to pour into their bucket and that's not good. And then thirdly, like I said, utilize the tools and gifts you possess that the Lord has given you to succeed. And if you don't know what those gifts are, like I said, that goes back to actually reconnecting with your inner self, sitting down with yourself and saying, okay, what is my favorite color? What is my favorite hobbies? What gifts do I have? What do I enjoy doing? Because your inner voice might've got squashed as a child or as a teen, or even just in the past few years in your workplace or whatnot, and you need to reconnect with that. Because there is an inner voice that is speaking, even if it's super quiet at the moment, that says, hey, I really want to do this. And it might scare you, but on the other side of that biggest fear in your life is probably a very big blessing and the biggest blessing you're going to experience yet. And the Lord would not have given you that gift. He would have not given you that calling and that desire if he did not want you to use it. And so he wants you to utilize those gifts to succeed. And when you walk in him and when you are seeking him, he will continue to reveal that. He will continue to open up new doors and show you things and how to utilize that. So that way you can laugh at the days to come. I hope this message encouraged you. If it did, please subscribe. And I hope to see you all back next week. Thank you so much.